WBNE. Howdy, Tolks. Before we get started with this episode, I have the very exciting news that finally here at the end of all things, but not really, you can now get merch for That's What I'm Talking About. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash pod. There are stickers, there are t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, crew necks, long sleeve shirts, everything to keep you cozy for when we start The Hobbit in two weeks. So excited for that. So once again, you can go to tpublic.com slash user slash pod or follow the link in the episode description. Okay, on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode 85, all about Return of the King, extended edition, part one, being the 85th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by my friend, Bethany Pyle. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Bethany, for joining me here. In my house. At the end of all things. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I've said that. I think three times uh, every episode for the last three episodes. But it's so. actually here now, right? This is like, is this I the know. last Lord of the Rings? Well, you're going to do a special like question and answer one, right? Yes, listeners. Today we are here to discuss the extended edition of Lord of the Rings. I mean, of, ex- no, what movie is this? <laughs> Return of the King. Return of the King. Yes. <laughs> We're here to discuss the extended edition scenes and content of Return of the King. Yeah, and this, so this episode, I'm planning i'm hoping knock on wood that i will split into two episodes um i just have a feeling we will talk long enough that it will cover two oh you think you think that's a lot of notes see your oh honey yours are probably more detailed than mine i have a lot of like Oh, honey. Oh, wow. Oh, honey. Are you getting like asmr of you turning all these pages that's a lot of pages ready not even showing up on the audio (laughs) but yeah this will be the last episode for the lord of the rings movies (gasps) that's crazy and then um on either this saturday or next saturday or any saturday or any day really whenever depending on when you're listening to this time is a non-existing construct at this point in our society um i will have a bonus q a episode by the time you're listening to this it's too late to submit questions because i've already recorded it too late oh so sad but uh yeah i'll have like a bonus episode and then i will be starting the hobbit which is so actually so this yes the book so this will lead me into um so when i arrived at bethany's house I said, I have a story, but we need to wait until we're recording for me to tell it. So I now have a personal vendetta against publishing companies that publish The Hobbit because I want a copy of The Hobbit that I think like any sane person or literature person, whatever, literary inclined book person would want is I want my copy of The Hobbit to Mm -hmm. match my copy of Lord of the Rings. Yes. And the copies of Lord of the Rings that I have are the black covers that have like a color ring on it. Right. And then like, it's kind of a more minimal look. Okay. And they have a copy of The Hobbit that's black and then it has like a red circle on it with like some mountains. Yes. Cool. The problem is that they came out with a 75th anniversary edition that says now a major motion picture on Mm -hmm. the front. And it's not like it's a sticker that you can peel off. It's on there. It's engraved on the cover. Mm -hmm. And this 
infuriates me to no end <laughs> because I don't like I hate like I hate capitalism with every fiber of my being. Girl, yes. Like, I, I refuse to pay for Spotify Premium because... Okay, but that's... Hold on. No, no. Like, that. that's what I mean. Is that, like, I refuse... I'm going to have to get an Amazon Prime subscription yeah. when, the se- when the Lord of the Rings series comes out. Mm. You can just come over to my place. Okay, cool. Great. That Which I don't pay for either. Sorry, oh, Jeff okay. Bezos. Well, they- my dad has Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. I'm just going to... Great. I'm going to steal Bethany's dad's yep. Amazon Prime login. Yep. Awesome. Um... <laughs> I hate capitalism. Mm-hmm. It's it's there are a lot of hills related to capitalism that I will die on, and Fair. this is one of them. Yeah, but I refuse to buy a cut co- because I feel like when books have like now a major motion picture or now mm-hmm. a Netflix series, it feels like they're trying to trick me yeah. into reading the book, and I'm like, yeah. no, I just want to enjoy this book. Or especially as with The Hobbit, when the book is or when the movie is garbage. I was gonna like, say, don't associate these two. That's the uh, I'm taking my. I'm wearing a jean jacket. I'm taking it off because I'm getting all worked up. (laughs) Um, That's the other thing is that I know that they beat The Hobbit like a dead horse. Oh, absolutely. To churn out three movies when it didn't need to be three movies. The book is like that thick. Yeah. It's so small. So, like, I don't want to be reminded that The Hobbit was exploited for capitalism <laughs> every time I look at it. I also understand this has absolutely nothing to do with Return of the King Extended It's okay. Edition. This is important. Um, this is important because, like, I feel like I'm, co- I'm coming into this recording with a very chaotic energy. And I, need to, and I need to explain it. I need to explain why. I've been searching high and low, trying mm-hmm. to find this specific version of The Hobbit that mm-hmm. matches my versions of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't say, now I made your motion picture. Yes. It appears this does not exist anymore. So I checked the Barnes & Noble website, mm-hmm. and it says, when you go online, the version of The Hobbit that they have showing online does mm-hmm. not have now I made your motion picture. Okay. But when you go in store, they only have now I made your motion picture. Which, this is an odd problem, too, because I feel like... Lord of the Rings is better known for being a major motion picture, but is that like far enough in the past that we're not putting I that think on tra- all the Lord of the Rings copies? I think they must like have messed already up. Knows. They messed up the Hobbit movies so bad that they need to be like, <laughs> remember these are movies? <laughs> Please watch the movies. <laughs> Please watch these movies. It's like the reverse situation where like yeah. instead of trying to sell you on a book because it was made into a movie, they're yeah. trying to sell you on the movies because, because it was made from the this book's very actually famous good. Book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which also is your story completed because I would really oh, no. love to show you and then I will post a picture on Facebook after this comes out what my copy of The Hobbit looks like. Is it all like decrepit oh, it's, and it's wrecked. Let me go grab it real That's quick. That's so beautiful. All right, go grab it. I'm going to drink water. Yeah. I want to smell the Sometimes I forget that water is good for you. When you take that first sip. You know, and you're like, oh my God, God, thank you. (laughs) So this is my copy of The Hobbit. Uh, It is yellowish brown. It's got like chunks out of the cover. It's that beautiful aged book cover. And it is bound with blue duct tape, which I wrote Wrote The Hobbit Hobbit on it. That's amazing. See, honestly, I wish I I had just gone for buying random copies of Lord of the Rings. Because now I feel like... I'm obligated to match the set. Right. But if I had just done, you know, like, this is a, you know, mass market paperback Mm -hmm. kind of a style. Mm -hmm. I wish I had just done that because I would have been very happy to have those on my shelves. But no, I had to go for the aesthetic. I mean, I I get both sides. And I think I do really appreciate this. I would like a copy of The Hobbit that looks pretty. Yeah. So I'm trying to complete this aesthetic look. Yes. 
And I'm looking on all different kinds of book websites and they're all saying, now I made your motion picture. I'm so sorry. I find on Walmart, they have a version, the version that I want, and it does not say now I made your motion picture on it. Mm-hmm. And it was on sale for like $7. And so I was like, okay, perfect. I'll buy it. Also, side note, listeners... Walmart, if you order from Walmart online, it ships insanely fast. Mm -hmm. Every time I bought something from Walmart, it's come faster than anything I've bought from Amazon. Yeah. Amazon's been struggling this season, too. Yeah, so order from Walmart. Don't, I mean, you know, capitalism, but... But order from Walmart. Yeah, because Walmart's not a capitalist machine. I know. That's what's so hard. That's what's so hard is that like there's no way to abstain from living as a consumer in a capitalist society. So we're not talking about Lord of the Rings on your podcast anymore. We're no, overthrowing we're just, the oligarchy. Yes. <laughs> so, so I order this copy of The Hobbit. On the website, it does not say now I made your motion picture on the cover. Good. And before, literally right before I was coming here to record this, mm-hmm. I got an email saying it had arrived, which was, all, like I said, Walmart ships so fast. It wasn't supposed to come until Monday. Nice. And it came today. Cool. And I ordered it like two days on ago. On a weekend too. So I was super hyped. I was like, yes, all right, this is perfect. I go and I open it up. Oh no. Oh no. It says now I made your motion no! picture on the front. <laughs> and I feel like I've been lying to. I'm so sorry. Because That's so frustrating. The, I'm going to show you. Yeah. This is what it looked like online. Where did they put that? Where did they put now major motion picture? There's no space on that cover. It's in between the red circle and the hobbit. The the moon. It's Oh, is that what? <laughs> Moon, it could be a sun. Legolas says a red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. <laughs> it's just a circle. Whatever. I don't get to talk so, to people in real I'm life very much. I'm furious anymore. because I think I'm just going to have to. I'm actually no. My last ditch effort mm-hmm. because I'm also I'm running out of time now. <laughs> right, I don't need a copy. I don't have time to order from like a random eBay seller yeah. and pay you know fifty dollars. Have you gone to like Second and Charles? So, side note, Second and Charles has a display of Lord of the Rings, like the, a table yes, in the center. Yes, and it's labeled every time that's I what I'm see talking that. about. And literally every time I go to that store and see it, I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, shade. Yeah. Stole yeah. Mary Clay's podcast title. Yeah, listeners, if you are in a city, I don't but know But don't where. hate Second and Charles, it's the best bookstore. It is a really cool bookstore, yeah. Yeah, if you're in an area of the United States where there are Second and Charles... The one in the one in Richmond has a Lord of the Rings slash Tolkien slash fantasy display, and it, there's a sign on it that says, "Now that's what I'm talking about." And every time I scream, every time I go in there, no, they also only have now. Have you, I'm pretty show. sure I've seen like they have box sets, but then you'd have to buy. Yeah, I can of, buy a whole new box set, but yeah, I don't want to do that because right. my editions of Lord of the Rings that I have have all of my like notes and highlights right. from when I was reading it for the first time, and yeah. that's very special. Yeah. So. No, I'm not buying a whole new box. I'm so do you sorry. see what I mean? I do. Is, I'm, that's frustrating. This is so infuriating. So my last ditch effort is I'm going to start calling local bookstores here and I'm going to be like, look, I'm going to sound insane, yeah. but I need you no, to tell me. Like chop suey or something. Do you have, can you They've go got to. and check your stash of Tolkien? Yeah. See if there's, do you have The Hobbit? Okay, great. Is it the black cover version with the <laughs> red very specific the red sun the and or moon? Okay, great. Does it say, now I made your motion picture? And, and then, then you hang up the phone angrily if they say yes. <laughs> and then I'll just be like, no! And then I'll be like, thank you so much for, for this time. You know, support local bookstores. Okay, bye. And then, and then I'll order one in the background Amazon. while you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the chaotic energy I'm coming Gosh. in 
to this episode. That was a nice 30-minute intro. With, woo! Uh, it was only 13 minutes. <laughs> oh, it'll, okay. it'll be 10 minutes when I edit it down. Exactly, exactly. Woo! Also, what's really satisfying is that as I have fi- now finished the films, mm-hmm. I also finished this notebook. Oh, I love that. There was, I was I was really worried, actually, yeah, that, that I was going to run out of space. Right. I have two... Yeah, I have two pages oh, left over. Oh, that's the best. And I was, because I was... I, I love f- a full notebook. I finished disc one, yeah. which has the most extended and added content. Okay. And I was really worried that I was going to run out. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not... So I started writing, like, way smaller. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are a patron of the 11Zs tier, you get to see my notes that I take. And you Ooh. will see what I mean when I say, like... My writing started getting a lot smaller and I was trying to, <laughs> I was a lot more generous with my notes mm. earlier on. And then I was like, oh no, I'm like running out of space. I need to like, actually, I need to write down like important thoughts only, right, rather right. than no. just being like, Faramir. <laughs> That's what like all of my notes are. I feel like it's like, LOL, Gimli, LOL, sad Faramir eyes. Mm-hmm. This will hopefully jog my memory enough to actually talk about these things with Mary Clay. Yeah. So. Return of the King Extended Edition. For listeners who haven't listened to the previous Extended Edition episodes, what I do is I put Extended Edition up on my TV, and then I have Theatrical Edition on my computer screen, and I sync them up for scenes that are extended, and then when they get out of sync is when I know, oh, okay, this is something that was cut from the theatrical or from extended to go to theatrical edition. Which so. is so smart. It's so insane. It is insane. <laughs> Am I insane now? I don't know. You decide. Maybe a little bit. Am I insane? You decide. Rewinds two minutes to where I'm screaming about trying to find a very <laughs> specific edition of The Hobbit. Woo! Okay. Passionate. That's the word. So our first scene extended is the finding of the ring starting right off the bat yes with schmeagle yeah the only extended edition part of the scene is that you get like 10 more seconds of smeagle choking deagle okay and that's it that is yes <laughs> i was wondering about that it's I feel, like that for a lot of the extended scenes. right well when i got to like especially disc two which i won't talk about too much right now but a lot of the battle scenes when i was yeah. watching it I was like... It's just, like, more orcs getting Yeah, killed. because I, I told Mary Clay before, we're both going off the same, like, booklet from the extended edition, and so it marks, like, what's a new scene or what's extended, but then it won't tell you what's extended. So it was a lot of me having to guess, and I would get to, like, the Battle of Pelennor Fields, and, like, they're like, just giving me it? a little bit more violence, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit more violence, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Also, unrelated to the extended, but I noticed it for the first time, um, since I had like just since I just watched the end of Return of the King, mm-hmm. that in the opening, Smeagol or Gollum, you know, whatever, as he's mm-hmm. becoming Gollum, says, mm-hmm. um, "We forgot the taste of bread and the sound of trees and the softness of the wind." And this is I'm going to say the word parallel five million times in this episode. Go just for a it. warning. Because that's what I realized is that the extended edition for Return of the King, most of the stuff that was cut was just so that they could set up, like, cool parallels between, like, one character or one story and another or something. Um, Anyway, this parallels when Frodo is on on Mount Doom and he says, I can't recall the taste of food, nor the touch of grass, nor the, you know, whatever. Do you know how many billions of times I've seen this movie and I've never made that connection? Well, I mean, that's... And now I'm thinking of other things that I wrote down was like, oh, this is, like, exactly like what happens later on here. That's what's so 
good about the movies? Yeah. <laughs> is that like there's, watching them and... Yeah, you can watch them a million times mm-hmm. and and still like pick up on something new every time. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Um, yeah, so the first extended scene, all it is is you get more choking content. Cool. Uh, that sounded dirty. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, if that's your thing, fine. Um, so our next <laughs> extended scene is the road to Isengard. It's just a little bit more banter of Merry yeah. and Pippin as they're absolutely high out of their minds, <laughs> which I don't mind at all. Oh, I love it. Like, all it, of the that scene, Merry and Pippin extended scenes are just fun. They're just there to, like, lighten it up a little bit. Up until like the very end when they get sad, but what? What? Sad? <laughs> no. Um, I know you said you're behind on the podcast, which is fine. I'm Just I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. You're not invited back on this podcast I'm sorry. anymore. No. Um, I don't know if you've listened to any of the Return of the King episodes yet, but I said that this scene of Mary and Pippin smoking, yeah, legitimately might be my favorite scene in the whole franchise. I love it um, so much. <laughs> and it's like. It starts, it's like an extended scene in Two Towers, isn't it? Where they're like wading through the water. And Pippin's like, I'm so hungry. And then they see like apples. And then all of a sudden, like a whole roasted chicken floats by in this nasty water. And they're like, oh my gosh. That's the greatest. It's so good. Yeah. So I just, and and then the way that everyone reacts when they come, when Gimli's like, are you kidding me? Right, right. Because they've been- (laughs) We thought you were dead. Running nonstop for like weeks, not sleeping, not eating, just so worried about their children. (laughs) And and they find them- Hi, as a kite. Hey, bros, want to smoke? Yeah. <laughs> want to toke? Um, and the way that they all... Because re- Gandalf is like, ugh, hobbits. I know. And then Aragorn, like, laughs a little bit. Yeah. And, like, you can see Legolas in the background laughs a bit, too. Yeah. And Gimli's like, you said there's pork? Yeah, Gimli's <laughs> like, where's anyway, my cut? Yeah, so all this scene, great, all this great. extended scene really is just more of Merry and Pippin bantering mm-hmm. about, like... This makes me feel like I'm back at the Green Dragon. Mm-hmm. And Mary's like, you've never worked a day in your life. Yeah, Pippin, yeah. And they're just laughing and I'm here for it. Which um, I love. I think I've said this before. I'm sure other people have said this before. I love the whole like progression of Mary and Pippin as characters, which really like comes to a head in Return of the King with like, even at the beginning of this movie, you're still getting them like goofing around, just like smoking and snacking together and being silly. And then to see that come all the way full circle of them. Yeah literally saving Faramir and uh, Eowyn's life. Yeah, Mary and Pippin. Yep. Love them. Uh, A plus. The next one, The Voice of Saruman, is entirely this. new, and it drives me crazy. When we watched this together, I was livid. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. what do you mean that's all cut? How do you cut this yeah. whole scene? It's so, important. my general, like, quote-unquote thesis with the extended <laughs> editions is basically, like, they're fun to experience and watch. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're necessarily better movies than the theatrical edition okay and i when people are like it's either extended edition or nothing at all i'm like get out i don't have four hours of my life i mean it's generally <laughs> I where know, i fall but i know that's I where you your opinion <laughs> see at least you respect my opinion i, I just spent it's fine <laughs> um so like generally i'm like i understand why this was cut. This makes sense why it was cut. Mm. Or the movie works way better without this scene because right. it flows better or, right. or whatever. It's just not necessary. Um, Saruman's plotline is the one is is one of the bigger things in Return of the King. And again, this goes back to my whole rant and, you know, anger about the way that Peter Jackson structured the Two Towers movie is right. that he extended so much of the plot lines in Two Towers that they're left very little r- extra room mm. in Return of the King. Mm-hmm. So they had to cut a bunch of stuff just yeah. to get it down to a somewhat 
reasonable length of a movie, which right. is still three hours and 15 it's minutes. so much, yeah. <laughs> before credits. Right, you know? right. Like... <laughs> So, and Saruman's plotline is the one thing, is the one thing that when I'm watching Return of the King, I'm like, this makes zero sense that Mm -hmm. you, or theatrical edition. Yeah. This makes zero sense that you had this big villain Mm -hmm. in the first two movies. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, he's locked up in his tower. Okay. Yeah. And then they're just like from a storytelling perspective, you can't just not say what happens to a main character like that. Mm -hmm. Like you have to give some kind of closure, even... It would be easy in the theatrical version just to have, like, a passing line from Aragorn or Gandalf or somebody be like, oh, and then you know how Saruman's dead. Or, like, something like that, just so there so would be some kind of that closure. is kind of sort of what they tried to do in the theatrical edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens in this scene, they walk up to Treebeard, and Treebeard's like, he's in his tower, and then it's so funny the way that they edited theatrical versus extended before Saruman shows up because Mm -hmm. in the theatrical edition Gandalf is basically like let him stay in his tower he has no power anymore he's no danger to us okay so that's just kind of a write-off and that and that's them being like he he has no power anymore Mm -hmm. Treebeard is gonna stay here and guard Isengard I guess for the rest of his life right (laughs) um although in the book, I was review- I was flipping back through some of my notes, mm-hmm. and in the book, when they come back to Isengard at the end, you find out basically that Treebeard has been boring Saruman to death. <laughs> because he's just... Which is such a better way to go for him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so perfect for the ints. Right. That Treebeard is just talking so slowly. Yes. And Saruman is like, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Anyway, so... What a way to go. We get a very different story, though, in extended edition in this added scene, because Gandalf is like, even though he's in his tower, he's still really dangerous. Right, yeah. So it's a totally different story. Yeah. So watching the scene was really... It was a huge... So I knew that there was this scene in extended edition that was cut where I had been spoiled and read stuff about, like, Saruman's death and Saruman's Mm, demise. So I knew that there was some scene that was cut... Where Saruman got his comeuppance in have some capacity. Have you seen capacity. the Trollolo video? No. Oh, I'll show you that later. I'll have to watch that <laughs> So, when, but, like, even so, when, like, Saruman, like, is like, hello, I'm like, oh, my God, Saruman, <laughs> it's you, because I haven't been used to seeing him right. in Return of the King. Yes. He doesn't appear at all. Right. Um, also, impaled. also, again, the note that Christopher, Sir Christopher Lee was furious yeah. oh, with that Peter Jackson. Crazy. And it led to, like, a Loki feud. Oh, where, what? Oh, I didn't hear this, Yeah, actually. there was this... Yeah, he, like, has this huge, like, kind of a falling out with Peter Jackson. Over what? Over this scene being cut. Oh. Because he, he was really... Because Sir... Cause it makes no sense. Sir Christopher Lee was not a expert or not like a scholar but like essentially because he had read Lord of the Rings extensively mm. many times in his life and he mm. actually had met Tolkien. Oh whoa. Yeah. That's so cool. I think he was the only person in the films who had ever met Tolkien. Yeah. He loved Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and then for him to find out that this huge major plot point for yeah. Saruman was totally cut out. Yeah. He was furious about it. Dang. And like to the point where he almost didn't come back for the Hobbit movie. Like, somehow he had to be convinced Mm. to come back for the Hobbit. Right. And he gave Peter Jackson shade at the Hobbit premiere and was like, so, did you cut anything of my scenes? Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) And you know, Peter Jackson's like, uh... Like, I feel like if 
you made any actor angry with you, Sir Christopher Lee would be like the scariest. Oh my <laughs> god! Like his voice was Good so Lord. intimidating. Yeah, I thought you were gonna bring up with that scene. I'm sure you've seen the like behind the scenes video or whatever where they're talking about the director whose name I'm blanking on right now. Anyway, he was explaining to Christopher Lee what sound he would make when he got stabbed or something. And Sir Christopher Lee was like, oh, oh no, this. like that's not accurate at all. You clearly you've never heard a man be stabbed in the back. And I have. And he's like, and then he started talking about some really clandestine parts of World War II. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We have a new we have a new, new guest. Um, today I'm joined by Beth, my friend Bethany, and her dog Caspian. Welcome, Caspian. Caspian, can you please tell me how you got into Lord of the Rings? Thank you. Have you seen those TikToks? Have you seen those TikToks of people at like a vet's office and they have those little mini microphones and they'll, yes. they'll be like, "Fluffy, this is your first visit to us. How are you feeling?" And then it's just like. So anyway, uh, it's fine. I'm sorry, listeners. There might be bone crunching in the background. It's it's a dog. Not it's not Gimli walking through the paths of the dead. Theoden speaks up with a lot of confidence for a man who barely survived a battle twenty minutes ago. Right, and that was only from the pure luck of. Nothing that he did. Right. <laughs> anyway, and he's like, come on, Saruman. Like, let's di- like face the consequences. Let's have peace, blah, 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 blah. And this is a really good scene of seeing Saruman's, um, like, the way he's able to manipulate people. Because mm-hmm. I think this chapter, and the scene is called The Voice of Saruman, too. Right. His voice, like, is his power, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and that's where, and, and just, like, seeing the way that he manipulates everyone mm-hmm. and the way that he says, he, he, like, manages to hit a sore spot for every single person there, basically. Right, yeah. And he tells Gan- he tells Gandalf, like, oh, did you, like, did you tell the Hobbit that you were sending him to his death? And you see Gandalf be really sad about that because that's something he's sensitive about. Right. Um, And then he's like, you really think this ranger is going to be the king? And Aragorn's like, he has a point. He has a point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then he also says, because he's been looking at the Palantir, Mm -hmm. he says, something festers in the heart of Middle-earth, something you have failed to see. Is this him referring to Denethor, possibly? Or just, like, oh, Gondor be. in general. Because yeah. we know in the book, which is some something that they cut from the movie, in the mm-hmm. book, Denethor also is looking into the Palantir. Right. So, yeah. like, I wondered if this was supposed to be, like, foreshadowing for, like, mm. you're going to get to Gondor and find out that it's falling apart because Denethor is crazy. crazy. Super nuts, yeah. Well, <laughs> something that like, you couldn't have foreseen, Gandalf. Yeah, I think Gandalf already knows a little bit that Denethor is kind of nuts, but not necessarily the extent of it. Yeah. So that could be, yeah, I think yeah. that is probably what he's hinting at. Yeah, and uh, sorry. So I, I was wondering if this was supposed to be like foreshadowing about mm-hmm. the fall of Gondor and Gondor being not great right now. <laughs> or if this was just like Saruman lying. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because uh, there's a thing at the end of Return of the King in the book where... He's, like, raising Middle-earth, right? 
Or am I making that up? Yeah. No, he does that for the Shire. Right. Yes. He takes over. Yeah, he goes and takes over the Shire, which again is cut from the movie entirely. We'll get to that uh, in disc two. But yeah, so he's just saying things to try and manipulate literally Mm -hmm. everyone. Gimli is the one to be like, enough of this. Right. And he he goes, Legolas, shoot him. (laughs) And Legolas is like, okay. Yeah, he's like pulling it out. (laughs) He goes to pull out. He goes to pull out his arrow. Gandalf's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Gandalf has to be like, hang on. Which, (laughs) hang on. I've got in my notes for, again, for later on in disc two, uh, Uh that Gimli woke up and chose violence. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, so Gimli's like, shoot him. And Legolas is like, okay. Um, (laughs) Then uh, we get a very corny moment of Saruman. fireball. Yeah, shooting a fireball at them with his staff. It's not the best special it's effects dumb. doesn't follow very well. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and then that also could just be because this was not in the final version of the movie mm-hmm. that the special effects for that, for the like cut scenes yeah. or added scenes weren't as fine tuned. That could be. It could also be because it this was, was like 20 years ago. Something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's probably more And then likely. Gandalf says like, you have no staff. No, he says your staff, staff is, is broken. broken. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of with the same authority of a parent to a teenager being like, give me your phone. You're grounded. <laughs> and then the phone explodes. Yeah. Um, the staff breaks. Yeah. Wormtongue shows up and we're like, oh, hey, dude, what's up? Um, yeah, which <laughs> every time that too. happens, it cracks me up a little bit because he shows up right at the end, like picturing him just sprinting up this massive spiral of stairs trying to like get there before all the action's over and he finally yeah. shows up like huffing and puffing mm-hmm. and then it doesn't go well doesn't go well after that um and Theoden tries to make a plea to Wormtongue and mm-hmm. is like come on you used to be a good man blah blah, blah. like mm-hmm. you were a man of Rohan mm-hmm. again we're or what's his name too many characters Saruman <laughs> Saruman again tries to go for the manipulation mm-hmm. and is like Rohan is nothing but a bunch of farms and yeah. rats and thatched roofs which like it's interesting it's watching wrong. he's not wrong <laughs> but <laughs> have some patriotism uh, but yeah Theoden is talking directly to Grima and he doesn't ever stop that he's like trying to yeah. convince uh, Wormtongue Grima whatever his name is to come down as opposed to Saruman who is talking to Theoden yeah. Like, not addressing him at all. Like, you're not even worthy of my attention in mm. this instance. Which yeah. you can see, like, that, I think, as much as what he's saying. But just, like, the lack of care or attention is what pushes Wormtongue over the edge. So that's, yeah, so that's actually... Okay, so Wormtongue says... I don't remember exactly what he says, but... He Does says he say some, anything? He says something where Saruman responds to him and says, mm-hmm. get down, Kerr. Oh, and then he yeah. slaps, slaps him. him. Yeah. And apparently this is the turning point for Wormtongue. And right. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't else. get why, like, this one, he says, th- like, it seems very sudden. It does, yeah, for him to commit murder. So, Not just be like, I'm taking my stuff and going home. What happens in the book for Wormtongue to turn on Saruman mm-hmm. is Saruman accuses Wormtongue of cannibalism. Oh, that's problematic. That's a lot more major. That's a lot more than <laughs> you a know? snack. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, yeah. okay, so Wormtongue, he pulls out a knife and I mm. was I was like, oh my God, because one of my like biggest pain points about the the scouring of the Shire getting cut is mm-hmm. that you lose the this closure in wrapping up of Saruman's plotline mm-hmm. because in the scouring of the Shire in the book it's revealed that Saruman's behind everything and then 
Yeah, Saruman turns on Worm Wormtongue, and then Wormtongue slices his throat. Slices Saruman's throat? Yes. Oh, gosh. So when I see Wormtongue pull out the knife, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, so they cut the scouring of the Shire, all right. But, like, oh, my God, we're going to see him get his throat cut. No, no. He runs over, stabs him in the back a couple times. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have the context that Christopher Lee was like, that's not what a backstabbing sounds like. (laughs) Because when I, when that happens, it almost seems like that doesn't seem real. Yeah. I don't know. It's not. It's not as dramatic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he stabs him. Legolas shoots Wormtongue. Mm -hmm. Saruman falls over. Mm -hmm. And then... Skewered. (laughs) (laughs) Impaled. And when I say I screamed. Did you really? (laughs) Because that was the absolute last thing I expected. Right, yeah. It's very random. It's Peter Jackson woke up that morning and chose violence. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, what's the most violent way we can take Saruman out? Mm -hmm. I know. Have him get stabbed in the back a bunch of times. Falls off a tower and then mm. impaled on this spike. And then the spike was on a water wheel and the and water wheel goes turns. down into the water. I was like, hot? Dang. It was very shocking. Yeah. And so this scene and then the mouth of Sauron. Of Sar- mm. Yeah, mouth Sar- of Saruman. No, what? No, Wait, where Sauron. is it? <laughs> the la- it's mouth like the Sauron, last scene, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. So this scene and the mouth of Sauron scene, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about there too. Yes. I think they had to cut these mm-hmm. because otherwise the movie would have been rated R. You think? I think that's what I heard someone say is that the extended mm-hmm. edition of Return of the King is technically rated R. Wow. I feel like that would not be rated R in this the year of our because, Lord 2021. Because of all the then, violence. Yeah. There's just a lot of excessive. Yeah. Like the, the, the impalement. Don't get me wrong. It was really cool. Right. <laughs> but it was just like so randomly violent yeah. that it it took me off guard. Off. Right. No, not not it almost took me. It did take me off yeah. guard. I was like, yeah. oh my God. That's funny you say that. And I absolutely believe you because it was like 2002. But as I was watching this today, like the battle scenes, I did have that exact same thought, but the opposite. I was like, you know, if they had made this movie like five or 10 years later, there would have been blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. it would have been so much more blurry. Um, One of my ge- my guests that was on for the part of the movie where they launched the heads. Oh yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch that when I first saw the movie a couple times. Said She said that, this, that that part of the movie seems very Game of Thrones to her. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't have known that that was originally written in the book. Yeah. I also would, like, I agree. Like, that's mm-hmm. a very game of, like, it seems yeah. like on another plane Right, it doesn't, violence. it almost doesn't seem to fit in with yeah, the exactly. story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. And then what's so funny about the theatrical edition versus extended edition for this part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wheel turns and Saruman goes underwater or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Treebeard kind of looks around and goes, ugh, the filth of Saruman is washing away. Mm-hmm. And... In the theatrical edition, we have like, you know, oh, Saruman's going to stay up in his tower, blah, blah, blah. And then you have Treebeard saying the filth of Saruman is washed away. But if you oh, haven't so that seen... Line is still in. Yes. Okay. But if you haven't seen extended... You have no idea yeah, that like, but why? He's, he's still there. <laughs> that he's like looking at a body that's off yeah. camera in that moment. <laughs> Slightly uncomfortable. Oh my God. So yeah. So that is a very major scene that was cut 
I'm with, I mean, I'm 100% with Sir Christopher Lee that it, it shouldn't have been it cut. It shouldn't have been cut, no. It's a very major scene. And it's, it's at this point, in the, you know, it's like, what's five more minutes? Yeah. It's not that long of a scene to have yeah. cut. I'm trying to think. As opposed to all of the stuff at the end that did we need. Yeah. All There's a lot of scenes, really, that I'm trying to think. Because usually for the extended edition episodes, I try to pick, like, one or two scenes that, like, I think it would have made sense if they had kept this in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the voice of Saruman should have been kept in. That's the other one that, yes, absolutely. So our next scene is extended and it is the return to Edoras. Oh, that's the fun when they're the drinking game. Well, hang on. Well, before that, they have once again cut literally five seconds of Eowyn doing something. (laughs) At the start of the ceremony, she walks up with a cup and hands it to Theoden and that's what they cut. They did this to her in Two Towers, where she, where literally what all they cut was some dude was like, what should we do with the food? And she goes, put it in the caves. And that's what they cut. They and I'm like, that. I'm like, really? You can't, that. you can't have a, you can't have five seconds more in this movie of a woman, a woman doing something, participating. Like, she's participating in this ceremony. Yeah. You know, you see her have an active role in it. That's mm. cool. They're like, no. We gotta cut all that. I think we're gonna we're gonna have, have, we're gonna have an hour long battle sequence, <laughs> right? But we gotta cut five seconds of Eowyn. I think we're gonna have some really good Eowyn conversations later on today. Oh, we're gonna have a lot. Don't you worry. <laughs> so we cut Eowyn handing Theoden the cup, which kind of adds some context for later on when she gives mm-hmm. Aragorn the cup. Yeah, that like she's been I don't know tasked with bringing this wine or whatever around, yeah, like a ceremonial thing. So we do have. A drinking game between Legolas and Gimli. I love it. <laughs> it's Here's so unnecessary and it's so silly. And it it's could not... have been very good, but they got the dynamics of like book Legolas totally wrong for the movie. Yeah. And it could have been so much because so what happens is Legolas apparently has never seen beer or wine in his life. <laughs> Even on this trip where he's been traveling with like two alcoholics. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean two? <laughs> oh, what? Aragorn can put you them mean, down. <laughs> yeah, I think there's more. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I just meant the trio. Between, yeah. No, between like oh, the Hobbits. The Hobbits. Too. <laughs> Ga- I mean, Gandalf is probably more, you know, for the pipe weed than drinking. Right, but like... Right. <laughs> So he's like, so it's a game. And I love that Aomer isn't on this action. He's right. the one facilitating it. He's yeah. like, all right, whoever can put away as many drinks as possible without throwing up or passing out, mm-hmm. you win. Yeah. And Gimli starts downing him immediately. Mm-hmm. And Legolas, I don't know what Orlando Bloom is doing. He like it looks like the he's, cup from the bottom. It looks like he's, he's like, like, I don't know if he's it. sniffing it or yeah. if he's going to take a sip. Yeah. Either way, it looks weird. <laughs> This is the peak of, I made a joke in the Fellowship episodes, that Legolas is as if an alien came to Middle Earth and is trying to blend in and assimilate to Mm. learn the culture of Middle Earth. Yes. And so he became an elf. And this is like peak, Legolas is actually an alien. He has no idea what's going on. He has no clue what's going on. Yes, fair. I also don't like this scene because it's very excessive potty humor and I hate it. It makes me really, I'm like, what? Maybe in 2002, this was hilarious. (laughs) And it also might be that I'm a 25 year old adult woman. Projectile vomits anywhere. He just kind of falls over. He farts. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, if you have the captions on, at one point, he stands up and farts. (laughs) And Amor kind of gives him a look like, what? And then he's like, 
He's like burping and belching the whole time. And he has beer dripping all over his face. Yeah. He looks, he's very gross looking. Um, And he's like maniacally laughing. (laughs) Meanwhile, Legolas is like putting him back. Yeah. And then he goes. Amber just keeps handing him beers. (laughs) Yeah, And he goes like, wait, I feel something. A tingle in my fingertips. I think I'm being affected. And then. At which point Gimli. Gimli passes out. Passes out. And Legolas says, game over. So I am oddly very prepared for this conversation right now. Uh-oh. After what? watching, I know this is not going to be relevant to you because of what I know about you, but after watching WandaVision last night and talking to somebody about it Hang today, one second. Spoiler alert for WandaVision. Yes. Anyone listening? A little bit. Tiny This bit. will be... I, I don't care. I'm putting it out there anyway because people got mad at me for quote-unquote spoiling Lord of the Rings That's fair. Yeah. as I was reading I'll try Lord not of to, the Rings. I'll so. try not to spoil anything for it. Granted, at the time that you're listening to this, it'll be two weeks Yeah, who knows later, what episode I'm talking about. A week and about. a half later, right. so you're probably fine, but yeah. just skip ahead. But the whole concept of WandaVision is it's the, the like hokey, goofy, sitcom type TV show thing, but then in every episode, something happens that is just like off enough that you're like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. What's going on there? The episode last night like took that up like 100%. Of like, oh, this is the silly, goofy mm-hmm. thing. Oh, something just happened that like I'm extremely uncomfortable with. Like those two, I was talking to somebody about this this morning. Those two was work. It, um... Hey, you just spoiled it. Good lord! Well, I'm, not, I'm gonna cut this out. Okay, fair. I'm gonna cut that part out. No, that was at the end. I saw no, it there's on a TikTok. lot of like oh, stupid TikTok. I don't, I don't have Disney Plus, so I'm not. Yeah, even and I know you're not like Vision. into these shows or anything, but I would be if it wasn't on Disney Plus, but. I mean, fair. I like know I they're said, also a capitalist mom. Capitalism, yeah. Their I hate shows Disney. Are, their shows are so good. I, I can't. Those two work so well together of that, like, goofy humor and then something happening that's just enough off. And you're like, ooh, this kind of, like, makes me uncomfortable, but in a way that, like, I want to know more of what's going on. And I think this scene kind of does that, where you've got this, yeah. like, goofy, like, drinking game thing and then Mary and Pippin singing... But then there's, like, that one point when Gandalf kind of looks at Pippin, they make eye contact, and it kind of, like, gets quiet a little bit. You're like, oh, they're still, like, in the middle of this, like, life-or-death situation. In the part where Merry and Pippin are singing together, Pippin stops singing at one point, and he makes eye contact with Gandalf, Mm -hmm. and he just... Because... And you see him, he's still thinking about the Palantir. Mm -hmm. And then Merry's like, come on, Pippin! like, Pippin, hey! Yeah, Yeah. and then they keep singing. Mm -hmm. One more thing about the drinking game. Yeah. I think it would have been way funnier, and this would have had to do if they had gotten the... If they had gotten, like, book Legolas to movie Legolas more accurate. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been way funnier if it had been, like, Legolas hustling Gimli (laughs) and being like, what's alcohol? I don't know. And then, like, he's, like... 10 beers in and he's like he's like no i i do this back home all the time right? <laughs> or whatever Legolas you know? is actually like has a drinking problem back in- <laughs> <laughs> or he's like yeah, no like he tri- like he he's very aware that he has he a very high it, yeah. tolerance and yeah. he takes advantage of that so that he that can be beat great. Gimli. Yeah. i think that would have been funnier yeah. i mean that's just- kind of what he's doing anyway he's like this isn't gonna Yeah, but he doesn't, I know, but that's because he's an alien. He doesn't know that alcohol doesn't affect him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that is the return to Edoras scene. The next scene is an added scene called Eowyn's Dream. Which isn't necessary. Yeah. I mean, because it's Eowyn, I want her to have more screen time. But what do you actually gain from this scene? So um, we see a little bit more of the sleepover that everyone's doing. We see Aragorn uh, get up and leave, and Mm -hmm. Pippin is... Awake, he's Tossing still thinking about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Aragorn walks into the, like the main courtyard area, whatever, mm-hmm. and this random couch is there. Yeah, Eowyn is asleep, <laughs> Eowyn on, is asleep a wooden on a wooden bench, and I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> so like Eowyn is like sort of kind of like the princess of Rohan. Right. I don't think in any capacity would like the princess just be allowed to fall asleep in the middle of like this is where everyone was partying right, last night. Yeah. Like, just thinking about, like, the standards of, like, modesty or whatever. True. There's no way that anyone would have been like, yeah, we're going to let this woman sleep here with a bunch of drunk men around. I mean, they're in another room, technically. They're not, like, asleep at her feet or anything like that. No, no, no. Like, when the party was still going on. I don't know. Because I'm assuming assuming that, like, the party was still going on and she sat down and fell asleep there. (laughs) Maybe. Otherwise, she would have just gone to bed. Anyway, okay, whatever. I I can't. It's not. Um, uh, I did, though. This is like my pet peeve with TV shows now is when they're, it's like a medieval thing and it's dark and you can't freaking see anything. It's a very well lit room for being the middle of the night. It is the very well. You can well- see everything. Yeah. Aragorn goes over and places another log on the fire. And, and then- covers up her little cold toes. And then like, yeah, <laughs> brings the cloak up to mm-hmm. like cover her up. And I'm like, not more Aragorn being tender to Eowyn right. when he has no, when like he has no intention in, of, in like forty five minutes from now he's yeah. gonna reject her. Right, <laughs> he's he's just such a gentleman. He'd do that for for anybody. I, I like to think Eowyn wakes up and is like, I had a dream that I was looking out onto an abyss and there was a bright light behind me, but I couldn't turn away or something. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, so is she describing maybe like she's having some kind of vision of something yet to come? And then I was like, oh, maybe it's when she and Faramir are like in the garden area, whatever. And then they see like the ring being destroyed off in mm-hmm. the distance and they see like this because she talks about like a wave coming or, yeah. or whatever. I yeah. should have, I didn't write down the exact quote of what right. she says. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, sh- this is like a very specific dream. Right. Surely we'll come back to this. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All it is, I think. And then Aragorn is not comforting at all. He says, night changes many thoughts. Sleep, Eowyn. <laughs> Go back to bed, Eowyn. <laughs> And that's it. So, like, he yeah. doesn't even comfort her. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, night can be weird. All yeah. right. <laughs> Go back to sleep. Like, tucks her hand back up under her chin. Right, right. Um, and then leaves. And that's the scene. I get right. why Which, it was cut. Yeah, it's, again. We I don't do, need it. I do appreciate more Eowyn scenes and more ladies in Lord of the Rings, but I just don't think it's plot-wise that important. Yeah. I don't think it adds to the story very much. It would have, like, it would have been, again, the way that she was describing the scene, I was waiting, I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's something that was, that will be an extended edition. Mm, That connects with this. That we'll come back to. Yeah. Yeah. The next scene that is extended is the Palantir. Yeah, what is extended in that scene? Oh, I wrote down, side note, why are Merry and Pippin not sleeping next to each other? There's, like, this random man next to... No, not necessarily. Like, they're bet, like, they're not next to each other. I think that's random. Like, it's really weird. Yeah, fair. You know? this It's a random guy who's next to Pippin. It's minimal space. Oh, and then another side note. Yes. (laughs) When they're like, we have to figure out what Sauron's going to do next. Mm. Why do they not immediately think, like, well... Maybe Gondor, because it's literally right next to it's Mordor. Quite large. Maybe and Minas Tirith. Isn't that where Aragorn's the capital city? To be king of? Like maybe he's gonna attack the next, like like the capital. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Possibly. Potentially. Good so, thoughts. Oh, okay. So what's extended about this scene mm-hmm. actually has nothing to do with the Palantir. <laughs> of course, it's at Is the it? end of the scene 
when um, Pippin and Gandalf go off to Minas Tirith. Right. And Mary runs up to the like the little fort oh, to watch him go off. that's all the same scene. Okay, I figured that part was extended. Yeah. So he's talking to Aragorn. Yeah, he's talking to Aragorn and he's saying like, Pippin's always run after me and we've always gotten into trouble with each other, but I've always been there to get him out of trouble mm-hmm. and now I'm not going to be there and now I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. All of my friends are gone. Frodo, Sam, Pippin, they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> and Aragorn's like, it's okay, he's a hobbit and I know they're very hardy people. And he yeah. says like, fool hardy, maybe. Yeah. But he says uh, it so like almost proudly. Like, yeah. oh. So these are the notes that I wrote, and these mm-hmm. are all in caps, okay, I should yes. add. Remember what I said earlier about how, like, later on in the notes-taking process, I was like, okay, I need to be more, like, frugal. I don't know, is that the word? Yeah. With, like, my note space. Mm-hmm. That had not happened yet at this point in the Perfect. note-taking process. Perfect. Not them making the scene more heartbreaking. Not them setting up a parallel that Mary has always looked after Pippin for when Pippin finds Mary on the battlefield. Yes. Yeah, so when, like, for Mary being like, I've always looked after Pippin, I've always gotten him out of trouble. And mm-hmm. then later on when Mary's like, I'll look after you, when Pippin, Pippin yeah. whatever. Yes. There's too many characters. And then I just wrote, not Mary being alone. I, yes, I love, that is like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is at the end when Pippin finds Mary on the battlefield and like looking after him and everything it's just uh it's so good and it's so like it just shows their bond and their relationship and their character Mm -hmm. very well and i do like this is kind of a turning point for both of them i feel like it really especially pushes mary to the point where he says multiple times to like eowyn and theoden and them like i want to fight like Mm -hmm. all of my friends are doing something they're all helping like i'd be ashamed not to um which perhaps he he hasn't really shown any of that inclination up until this point it's kind of only now that he's separated from Pippin and he is probably feeling a little lost and alone. Like, yeah. I gotta do something. I gotta, they're all helping. Mm-hmm. I wanna help too. Um, what's fun is that in the book, when when Mary first has this feeling of like, I'm alone, like Pippin's not with me anymore. It, it's like, and then he remembered he was hungry. And yes. he went searching <laughs> for food. Right. <laughs> the next extended scene is Minas Tirith. When they do the fellowship, when they do the the flashback to fellowship, I was like, oh my god, that was so long ago. Right, right. (laughs) And what's extended in this scene... Hold on, I have in my notes for this, Minas Tirith, is all the extended just wide shots of the city with epic music? No, no. Okay, good. No, that's all in theatrical. Okay, good, good. Um... What's extended in this scene is when Denethor is like, your first act of service is to tell me, Uh like... How could it be that, like, you're a child yeah. and you're here and my son is not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, he says something to the extent of, like, Boromir was, like, a mighty man, whatever. Mm. And Pippin says, the mightiest man may be pierced by one arrow and Boromir was pierced by many. And I'm like, you did not have to be that blunt. <laughs> I mean, he asked. <laughs> he did ask, but I'm like, okay, there might have been a better way to, to, to phrase that. I mean, he's kind of trying to say it as like a compliment, like mm-hmm. he was stronger than the strongest man. Like this is all, not all it took, but like it took a lot to bring he him down. He got absolutely annihilated, <laughs> right? bro. You should have been there. He died in so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a swift death. <laughs> oh my gosh. He suffered a lot. <laughs> that also 
prompts Gandalf even more so to be like, get up. Yeah. Because <laughs> in the extended or in theatrical edition, Pippin kneels and is like, I offer you my service. And then Gandalf is like, oh my God, get up. I told mm-hmm. you to not say anything. Right, right. <laughs> one one rule before we came in this room. And you broke shut it. Shut your damn mouth. Mm-hmm. Here we are. The next scene is added and it is called The Decline of Gondor. And it's very clear to me that they're like, let's have a little history lesson. Right. <laughs> I should have gone back and checked but I didn't. But the writing for this scene feels very much like they pulled a lot of it directly from the book, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. I mm-hmm. always appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Gandalf, yeah, Gandalf says, like, he would use his grief as a cloak. Uh, Minas Tirith has stood for thousands of years, and at the whim of a madman, it would fall. Then they set up the white tree and say that, like, oh, yes. it blooms for hope and when the mm-hmm. king is here. King but, is returned. Yeah. yeah which, but there hasn't been a king here in thousands of years, mm-hmm. so it's dying. Yeah. Sad. Which, that's another great parallel with later on, which I noticed watching it this morning, uh, after Faramir's come back and Denethor's, like, on his way to kill both of them. You hear a voiceover of him saying, like, you know, the line has ended, there's no hope left, the line of kings or something we'll like that. Okay, we'll I won't there. say it yet. We'll <laughs> Um, cause that's extended actually. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I like either forgot that happened or didn't notice it the first time because mm-hmm. I wrote down, why would you set up all this stuff about the tree if you're mm-hmm. just like not ever going to address it later on? Yeah. Which they still don't really, cause there's this whole side yeah. quest. <laughs> right. <laughs> one of many side quests at the end of Return <laughs> of the King where Gandalf and Aragorn are like, we're going to go climb a mountain and look for a tree. <laughs> but you do can't we do really that. need that? We in don't the movie? need that. Yeah. No, we don't need that in the movie. But, uh, then, but basically, just talking about how this tree represents hope and it's dying. And now, twenty years later, every spring, I still think of that when I see flowers blooming on trees because I'm a nerd and I also hate winter. Nerd. This was definitely a line from the book. Kings made tombs more splendid than houses of the living and counted the old names of their of their descent. Yeah, I I wrote down decent, but that's fine. (laughs) And counted the old names of their descent dearer than the names of their sons. Mm. And there's this like huge dramatic tension about a storm coming from from Mordor. And blot out the sun. So much, yeah, like so much dramatic tension. Mm -hmm. And then Pippin's like, all right, cool, Minas Tirith. I'm so glad I got to see it. Where to next? And Gandalf is like, like, oh, no, no, no. no, no. (laughs) We got to stay here because there's nowhere else for us to go. We got to fight. I think, is it, shoot, is it in this part? Yeah, when uh, Faramir and his troops are like coming back from whatever the city is that was falling. Asgiliath. And they're being chased by the flying ring race. And Gandalf, like, rides out into the field with his staff aloft to light the way and, like, scare them off or whatever. I was watching that. I was like, he brought Pippin. Why did so, he bring I know, Pippin? <laughs> I know. The only, I realized it, like, much later on that the only reason Pippin is there with him in that scene is for afterwards for when he turns around oh, and Faramir yeah. sees Pippin. Mm-hmm. And then Gandalf is like, that's not the first halfling you've seen, is it? Right, okay. Um, and then he tells him about Frodo. It could have just been, they could have just had, like, Pippin come up and yeah. be like, Gandalf! Like, and then he's going Faramir's to... like, what? Yeah. But it was just easier for them to have Pippin be there anyway. Right. But it kind of felt like... No, it's very random. The Mandalorian with well, Baby Yoda. And, and that's like, what I thought. I thought, there was, I thought there was going to be an extended scene that explained right. why Gandalf nope. brings Pippin out to the battlefield. Nope. That does not happen. Just can't leave. Couldn't find a sitter, you know. Um, the next scene is also... Uh, yeah, the next scene is added. Mm-hmm. And it is the crossroads of the fallen king. This is... 
a very random slash useless chapter in the book. <laughs> so yeah. random slash useless that I had a friend of the network, Becca Eddowes on. Becca has never in her life read Lord of the Rings like or watched it, but yeah. she was like, I want to come on for an episode. So I asked, yeah. like, what would be a good chapter to have someone on who has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings? Okay. And I was told this chapter because <laughs> nothing happens in it. Fair. It's just <laughs> so pretty. Again, basically all that happens, I think, because this chapter, we're still in, for Frodo and Sam's story, this is still Two Towers content. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. Up until Shelob, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. This part in Two Towers happens after Faramir lets them go mm-hmm. and doesn't take them to Osgiliath, right, whatever. Right. Um, and all that happens in the chapter is like, they're walking towards Mordo. Mordor. Mordo. <laughs> they're walking towards Mordor. Frodo and Sam keep saying like, oh, I'll keep watch. And then they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Gollum sneaks off and then comes back and they're like, where'd you go? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then they come across this creepy statue, which... Yeah. They're walking through Mordor, and Frodo is like, time to be ominous. I don't think I'm going to come back alive. Mm. And Sam's like, that's not true. We're going there and back again. This is the name of the book. And I was like, I was like, oh my god. And that was very, <laughs> it was also like very exciting for me, yeah. given that like, I'm going to be starting The Hobbit very mm-hmm. soon. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god. And then he says, just like Mr. Bilbo. And I'm like, oh, you like you meant Pure, to do that. Yeah. He did that on purpose. He's dropping, <laughs> dropping names. <laughs> I was like, he did that on purpose. I thought that was just like the writers being cutesy. Nope. I mean, it was, but Sam is but a, like a Hobbit stan. Yeah, uh, they come across this statue, and Frodo or, or Sam is like, "Oh right, this land used to be part of Gondor, mm-hmm. and it's this statue that has like a demonic head mm-hmm. on it." Right. I don't. I don't even know how to describe Which it. Which doesn't. Are these <clears throat> separate in the movie? Because in this scene, it's just like a statue of a king, like a normal one that's kind of fallen over and has flowers on it. But there's isn't there another scene where it's like something with a metal casing around? No, the this head? is the scene. This is the scene. No, but it's not. It's just a regular. No, this is the scene. I'm pretty sure we can pop the. So they come across the, the. No, they come across the statue, and it's of a king yeah. sitting in a chair, and on top, instead of the normal head, right, is a demonic looking head. Yes, and then they look, and on the ground next to it is the, like, decapitated okay, head yes. of the king. And okay. he has a flower crown You're on correct. it. You are correct. Yes. Yes, thank you. We can pop Never the mind. DVD no, in if you don't you. believe I me. <laughs> I thought I was, like, interpreting it for some reason like they were the same. But no, no there no, are two no. separate yeah. heads. Yes, okay. Like, a stream of sunlight comes in and mm-hmm. shines on the decapitated head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the flowers. Sam's like, look, it's pretty. It's like, oh, look, the king has a crown again. And it's mm-hmm. like foreshadowing, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't know if this was like, inten- if they like intentionally did this or whatever. But given that we set up earlier that the tree of Gondor, when it blooms mm-hmm. with the flowers, Jeez. is like hope and the yeah. return of the king. Mm-hmm. And then we have the scene where we see the flower crown. Mm-hmm. And Sam is saying the king is crowned again. Yeah. Or the king has Probably a crown again. connected with yeah. what's going to happen later. Yeah. I think so. it's also just... I've always interpreted it like Sam is the he's trying really hard to like keep <laughs> he's just Frodo trying to be from super falling optimistic. into depression. Yeah. Cause he does the same thing at the end when Frodo's like losing his mind and he's like, Remember, like, think of what the Shire is like right now. He's like, like Thanks for reminding me, Sam. I don't remember any of <laughs> <Right>? that. <laughs> but Sam's just trying to help. And yeah, I think that's all that happens. Yeah, the yeah, that's it. Stream of light comes in and they're like, Oh, it's pretty here. And then like it's almost and then like it gets right, dark again and it's like, almost like Ugh. right as Frodo turns around that it gets dark again. I'm like, mm. oh, poor Frodo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he can't catch a break. 
The next scene is extended and it is the deep breath before the plunge. Really all that's extended about this scene, and I don't know, I think they, they just cut it because it was unnecessary. Yeah. Is all of like Gandalf smoking and coughing. Oh, that's very, <laughs> It's yes. not in the, it's just, yeah, Gandalf is smoking and he keeps like coughing and choking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, either they cut, they cut this because they're like, we got too many drugs in here. Right. <laughs> we got to get it down to a PG-13. <laughs> Gandalf's got the black lung. (laughs) However, in the extended edition of this scene, in the theatrical edition, Mm -hmm. Gandalf says, like, guard of the Citadel. Mm -hmm. When he's, like, listening to Pippin being like, were they serious about me? Do they actually expect (laughs) me to fight? (laughs) Um, And it's much more of, like, a passing comment in the theatrical edition, the way Mm -hmm. that it's edited. Mm -hmm. But then in the extended edition, it's much more of a focus. Mm -hmm. So that later on in the battle... When Pippin kills the orc, mm-hmm. uh, and Gandalf goes like, "Guard of the Citadel, indeed." Right, like, it's "Oh, like, you did good, bud." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, there are a lot more. Pa- the mm-hmm. extended edition was really about like, we're gonna set up a bunch of parallels. Yep. yep. And then the theatrical edition, they're like, "Never mind, we don't have time for that." <laughs> you just get what you get. We don't have time to do that anymore. Yeah. The uh, there's one line that is included in an extended edition in the scene, and it's. Pippin saying, there are no more stars. Is it time? And Gandalf goes, yes, it's time. Or whatever. And that was cut. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Next scene. Sam's warning. This is added. This is... Really doesn't feel necessary to me either. It's mostly just kind of setting up more... Like, giving Gollum more of a motivation to get Mm -hmm. rid of Sam first and Mm -hmm. then bring Frodo to Shelob. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you see him make that face after Sam, like, starts going up the stairs and mm. Gollum's kind of sitting there behind him, looking extremely like, evil and creepy. Hmm, like, I need to do something about that. It was one of those where, like, you know, the, the high school nerd, like, stands up to the bully and, like, feels all proud of himself. And you're like, oh, he's going to get his, his butt handed to him in 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and Sam warm, warns Gollum and is like, look, if you hurt my boyfriend, <laughs> I will kill you. Right. And that's what happens. That's it. That's it. Yep. Next scene, Osgiliath invaded, extended. Which we just get more violence. No, actually. Oh. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. That's when he's talking to the guy, right? (laughs) Yeah. I will, of course, always take more Faramir. Always. I understand why it was cut, though, because you need... They're like, we got to cut down anything we can get. Right, yeah. So what we see is that... Faramir and random dude with random, gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> Old Captain Guard. Yeah, man, whatever. whatever. Are talking and they're talking about like Sauron, whatever, is being quiet from the north. Mm-hmm. And this is when you realize, oh, they're looking in the totally wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And they're not expecting the attack to come from where it comes from. So this makes a lot more sense because in the theatrical edition, we mm-hmm. see the or and it's something that I made fun of because you see the orcs trying to be all stealthy and they're mm-hmm. like, shh. Right. But then you see everyone preparing in Osgiliath. They're waiting for the attacks. So like yeah. they're already. So I'm like, why are they being stealthy mm-hmm. if Osgiliath knows that they're coming? Right. So right. here you see they had no idea that they were coming. Right. That, so that makes sense. Yes. And it also makes a lot more sense for why Denethor would be pissed off mm-hmm. because he's like, Faramir made a mistake. Yeah. He, you know, he might not have gone into the details of like, oh, well, we thought they were coming from the south and yeah. they came from the north or, right. or whatever direction it was. Right. Yeah. It just kind of like sets up a lot more of like the strategy mm-hmm. of, of battles. And then I wrote down in all caps, my boy. 
I'm assuming that was in reference to Faramir. I just don't know specifically what. Yeah. It's fine. being mistreated, as always. Next scene is Theoden's decision extended. Terrible decision, really. Yeah. And for a second, I thought, because when the pause between Gondor calls for aid and Rohan will answer is so long. It's so long. I was kind of expecting just as a joke that, like, the extended part of this scene is just... It's even a longer pause. <laughs> it's just like five minutes later. It just keeps cutting back and forth of Aragorn like breathing heavily and Theoden thinking. thinking. <laughs> um, what's extended in this scene is at the kind of like towards the end when they're getting ready to go off. Mary is like, I want to offer up my services. Right. Yeah. And again, the parallels mm-hmm. because uh, not too long ago, we had Pippin offering up his service to Denethor mm-hmm. and then also, like, the contrast, too, of Thaden very happily accepts Mary's help. Yeah, but it's shallowly when it, it comes down shallow, to it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I know I said that, but yeah, like, yeah, no, you're not coming. You're not coming. He's, you know, he's at least, like, welcomed the idea yeah. or whatever. And then yeah. Denethor is like, can you tell me why my son died? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Denethor welcomes it, but saltily. Yeah. Um, again, just seeing the the character growth of Pippin and yes, Mary yes. offering, you know, stepping up and taking charge more. Mm-hmm. And really being put in these situations accidentally for the most part, but like still rising Which to is the again, occasion. just so funny it's to me so, that in the yeah. movie, the only reason they get involved is because they were running away from Farmer Maggie. Right, they didn't mean to, but here we are. But they rise to the occasion. They, uh, they still get it done. Um, we also have Gimli and Legolas talking. Gimli says like, oh, we would have the mightiest dwarves fighting on our side, whatever. Yeah. And Legolas says, I fear your kinsmen, whatever, are fighting their own war. Mm, yeah. Um, I can't... Which you really think about. I can't remember if we get this explanation in the book. Mm. If I remember correctly, this is actually the explanation we get for the elves and why okay. the elves aren't really participating is because mm-hmm. they're fighting their own battle right. on their fronts. And that's why they're not there. So I can't really remember exactly. Because I always assumed from mostly from the movie <clears throat> that the elves are just leaving. They're just peacing out. Of yeah. So that, thing. yeah. So I think they gave, they gave, they made this explanation for the dwarves in the movies because mm. for the elves in the movies, they're like, nah, you guys have fun. Right, bye. <laughs> We're peacing out. Um, also, I just kind of assumed that the reason the dwarves weren't, I know not all of them were in Moria, <laughs> but I kind of <laughs> just assumed. There are living dwarves, yes. <laughs> I kind of just assumed that, like, the reason they weren't partaking in this war right. is because, like, they're almost extinct at well, this point. Well, the only dwarf you see in the whole Lord of the Rings film saga is Gimli. Gimli, and then, like, a couple other dwarves at the Council of Elrond, and then oh, that's right. it. Yeah. There's three of them. Yep. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> And then one more thing in this scene is we have this little shot of Pippin trying to get his pony to go. Oh, yeah. And it won't, Mary, and it won't right? go. I mean, Mary. Mary yeah, yeah. I, wrote to, I wrote down Pippin. You're good. You're good. Yeah. He's yeah, like, Mary. he's so excited to be like going with the army and can't he can't get, his, get the horse going. Horse to go, yeah. The next scene is the fall, is, uh, the fall of Osgiliath and it's extended. Which, whew, is that the one with the, the dinner scene and the singing and no. the... No. Dang it! That's called the sacrifice of Faramir. That's okay. much later. The okay. fall Sorry. is when they're char- they're oh, running away back. from from Osgiliath. Right. Literally, the only thing that was extended about this scene is when Faramir says, "Like I saw them not two days ago." Whatever. That's it. What was no, what was cut is the line of Gandalf saying, "Tell me all you know." That's it. That's all that's extended that's about ridiculous. this scene. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Like, I think we could have kept that one can second you, in. Can you imagine 
being like the editor on this staff and they're like okay we gotta get this down to like exactly two hours and 26 minutes yeah. or something do you want like, to hop up here i've Can done that my lap? come on oh, there you go this a good boy all the kisses so i I can't imagine literally take out like a second here a second there and like that's what happens i mean like i get it are you trying to you're gonna fall all done (laughs) i was like are you trying to leave i don't want you to fall okay so our next scene the wizard's pupil this is a new scene. This is added. So many sad Faramir eyes. The wizard's it's, pupil. It's a whole extra scene of just sad Faramir I wrote down, eyes. well, time for internal screaming. <laughs> um, also some external screaming. I love getting to see Faramir standing up for himself, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And being like, no, these are all the reasons you're wrong mm-hmm. and why you're dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing growth for movie Faramir. It is. Growth it that should not have happened, but growth that Book Faramir does not need because nope. he was already this way. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> At least they gave him something in the movie. Yeah, whatever. Denethor finds out everything that happened basically in mm-hmm. Two Towers with him, where, yeah, so I had these two hobbits and they kind of had the one ring and I let them go. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, we could have had the ring, we would have locked it somewhere and not used it except for the most desperate of hours, whatever. Mm. And Faramir says, I would not use the ring, not if Minas Tirith were following and I alone could save her. And this, oh, oh, that's right. Okay, this was when, like, I I, I wrote down Faramir should have gone instead of Boromir, but whatever. Right? Like, what domino effect would have happened? I'm sure there's fan fiction about it. Oh, I'm sure. What domino effect would have happened if Faramir, because you see in the the two tower scene where Faramir's like, I'll go. If Boromir doesn't want to go, I'll go. Yeah. What would it, because Faramir obviously can be, sw- you know, he sees... Well, but if we're looking at movie, know, Faramir, movie Faramir, he was tempted by the ring. He was, so but, he also, but he also learned, like, he, he realized his mistakes. I don't know. Like, yeah. I think he would have... I mean, Boromir technically learned from his mistakes. It was like, as I mean, soon as died. Frodo was gone, he was like, oh, shoot. Oh, so I did a bad thing. I don't think it would have gone... I don't think with Faramir it would have gone as far as it did. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah. And I think also, had he been in the presence of the fellowship versus mm. the presence of like all these men of Gondor who are right. looking to him as a leader. Right. You know? True. And already made that been different. of like, I'm going to protect Frodo no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he would have, I think it would have gone a lot more smoothly with Faramir. Probably, but. But the then f- obviously the events of the book wouldn't have happened. Yeah, we wouldn't be true. where we are. What up? It's Mary Claire from the future. I think what I was trying to say here, but that I have since now like found the words to put together is that yes, Faramir would have gone to Rivendell with the instructions from his father to get the ring and bring it back to him. But I think once he had been at the Council of Elrond and heard Elrond be like, no, this ring is evil. It has to be destroyed. I think he would have been like, yeah, you're totally right. Let's go do that. Whereas Boromir was like, "Mm, I don't know about that. I, I think I know more than you. Okay, I just, I don't know. I just needed to say that, of course. I always have things to say about Faramir. Anyway. But the flip side of that coin is if Boromir had stayed at home with Theoden... Would they have just you mean amplified with Denethor? With Denethor, would they have just amplified each other's crazy? <laughs> it just would have been way worse. They come back. They come <laughs> the back to the city of flames. Yeah, and and Denethor says like, "Oh, look at you." He says like, trying to act all lordly and gracious, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Shut up!" Faramir already is lordly and gracious. Right? We already know this. I think a lot of this scene came from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I should have, I didn't go back and check, it's but okay. it's fine. It's okay. um, I think a lot of this dialogue was from the book when we first 
see Denethor and Faramir interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it's either like chapter two or three in Return of the King. Yeah. Then he says Boromir. Oh, Faramir says Boromir would not have brought the ring, and I wrote down Faramir. I love you, but that's just not true. That's just not true. And then and then he he continues. He would have kept it for his own, and I was like, oh, there yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, there it yes. is. Yeah. <laughs> so I just let yeah this just. Great scene of Faramir being like, bro, you are so blind Mm -hmm. to reality. Yes. Boromir, he wouldn't have given you the ring because he would have been... Because I think he also says, like, he would have returned with the ring and you wouldn't recognize your own son. Mm -hmm. And then Denethor stands up and I thought, like, I was ready for a fight. Mm. I thought Denethor was going to hit Faramir and then I thought Faramir was going to hit him back. And, like, I was was like, I mean, if Faramir hit him... Faramir wouldn't hit him back. He would just get the saddest eyes. I know. But, like, I, I was... I was ready for a throwdown, yeah, you know? Yeah. And what um, you got was so much worse. What we got was... The... <laughs> so then Denethor, like, falls down, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is where you're like, oh, I think he's crazy. Yeah, this is, the, <laughs> this is the first moment when you're like, oh, he's not just a dick. He's actually crazy. Like, he's not like, oh, he's not just sad that his son died. Yeah. Or a bad leader. Yeah. He's all of those things and, and more. Yes. <laughs> He looks up and he says, and you see his face change and he's like, my son. And at first I was like, oh no, it's going to cut back and he's going to see like, instead of Faramir's face, it's Boromir's face. And then I kind of started cringing, Mm. preparing myself, being like, oh no, what kind of weird (laughs) transformation am I about to watch? Right. It shows Faramir and then over his shoulder is Boromir in like a shampoo commercial. (laughs) Like, twirling around in slow motion and smiling. He's like, hey! Yeah. It's a little corny for my taste. That's fair. I would have preferred it, or I think it would have been more effective if they had just had, like, Boromir was just, like, standing in the background. Yeah. Or was just standing next to Faramir. Right, not, like, rather than him like, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But that scene, too, <clears throat> like, a lot of the emotional punch from that, especially when, uh, like you said, Theoden sits up. And you mean Denethor. I'm so sorry, Denethor. <laughs> like, I've never... <laughs> Bethany, I've never once on this podcast they're both, mixed up two characters. They're both white men and they both lead countries. They're both terrible time. leaders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when he says, my son, and he looks all happy, and it pans over to Faramir, Faramir does not look happy. He is also confused. And you're like, what's oh, happening? this hurts so much, because he's not even like, oh, dad. He's like, what's wrong? Something's wrong. Yeah. I wrote down, I'm uncomfy. Yep. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, when Denethor first falls down, mm-hmm. Faramir, like, steps forward mm-hmm. to help him. And yeah. I'm like, oh. he's so pure. Faramir, like, even when he's being yelled at by mm-hmm. his father, he's still like, oh, my God, like, are you hurt? Like, yeah, what's wrong? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I think, like, it's, uh, and then, yeah, so then Bor- the hallucination Boromir, like, fades away. Mm-hmm. And then Denethor's face changes and he's like, leave me. Yeah. More sad Faramir eyes. Um, <sighs> kind of, I don't, like, I don't know if this was my reading of it or, or mm-hmm. if it actually was. But it's also just, like, probably a sad moment for Faramir because he probably maybe had a bit of hope when Denethor just gets really happy and he's like, mm-hmm. my son, where he's like, oh, he's happy to see me. And then he's mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, no. Mm-hmm. No, he's crazy. And, and he's he doesn't also, like, me. you know that Denethor is seeing Boromir. He doesn't know that. But Denethor yeah. never says anything about Boromir. You just know Faramir's got to make that connection himself. You're like, oh. Yeah. And, like, even still at this point, Faramir, it's like, 
I mean, I know he's crazy and mean, but I'm sure he still loves me. (laughs) And we are going to leave it on that kind of downer note with Faramir's sad eyes. That's right. My coverage of the Lord of the Rings movies has as many endings as Return of the King. But next week is the actual end of Return of the King and movie coverage. And then on March 2nd, I believe, yes, we start The Hobbit. So pack your bags. We're going on an adventure. That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about the network by going to WBNE.org. And this week, I'm excited to announce that our third show joining the network is Curly Critics, which you will hear more about right now. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics. We talk books, movies, and TV shows, and whatever else we want to talk about. Don't forget musicals. We're just two childhood best friends who got bored during the pandemic and decided to create a podcast. Join us as we talk Star Wars, our high school English teacher, our collective childhoods, and of course, pineapples. You know that's right. Listen every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to have a magical day. The cover art is by Graphite, aka Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. As you heard at the beginning of the episode, you can now get merch for That's What I'm Talking About. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash pod or follow the link in the episode description to get stickers or apparel to show your support for That's What I'm Talking About. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod and you can also join our Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at mcwhatsup and Instagram at mcturndownforwhat. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash tolkienaboutpod to explore the different tiers and perks. You can become a sponsor like Clark. Clark, thank you for your longtime support of the podcast. I appreciate it so much. And I will end this episode with an update. I know you guys have all been sitting on the edge of your seat wondering if I got that specific edition of The Hobbit that I was talking about with Bethany at the start of the episode. I am so happy to share with you that yes, I do now have the edition of The Hobbit that I want without now a major motion picture on the front. It was an unexpected journey, actually, to say the least. I did contact some local bookstores. They said they did not have it, but they were all like, hey, we can order it for you. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Even if you find it online and it doesn't say now a major motion picture on the front, there's a good chance it will arrive and it will still say now a major motion picture on the front. Then luckily I found out through people sending me pictures of their copies that if it says worldwide bestseller on the bottom, it doesn't have now a major motion picture on the front. So I found that copy. It was on Amazon. I know we were all like capitalism at the beginning, but I had a gift card, so don't come for me. Ordered that. UPS lost it. (laughs) This all happened in a town 30 minutes away from me, by the way. I could have just driven to the town, knocked down the Amazon warehouse door and been like, give me my package. They sent it to the wrong UPS facility where it was then given the wrong tracking label. So that was a whole hot mess. Long story short, it did arrive and I'm just so happy. So I will I will end it with that victorious update. I have prevailed and I now have a book for the aesthetic and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs>